On episode 10 of Lancaster Connects, we're joined by Penny Talbert from Effort of Public Library and Rob Reed from the Science Factory. We'll also have our local events rundown, our food truck alert, how you can help your local community, our pet of the week, a local history nugget, and a tip on how to sleep better, your chance to win one of two $25 gift cards to a local Lancaster restaurant. That's all coming up on episode 10 of Lancaster Connects. So how can you support the Lancaster community? That's what this show is all about. Coming to you from the Dream Room at Gardner's Mattress and More, Lancaster Connects is brought to you by the Sleep Better book. We'll mail you a free copy. Just go to gardnersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. Sure. Well, I won't mail you this one because this one's all marked up and it says podcast copy on it. We'll mail you a fresh new one <laughs> with uh, maybe a little coupon to come in and extend your savings a little more on our great mattresses and sleep systems and all that stuff. Speaking of sleep, I didn't sleep that well this weekend. Why not? I was too busy. Too busy. <laughs> too busy camping. <laughs> too busy. Too busy thinking about all the moving parts of the weekend. Oh, Mother's Day. Yeah. It's a soccer game wedged in there to the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, soccer is one of those sports I just don't understand. I can't, <laughs> I can't get it. I don't know if it's I, that I don't want to get it. My youngest son loves it. but oh, that, just, That's all that matters, you know? Yeah. But there's a ball and there's a goal. You have to get it into the yeah, goal. Yeah, and parents get really hype about their little their little kid getting the <laughs> the little business in the back. Oh, really? They get really and, and meanwhile, like I'm a football wrestling guy, you know. Right. Not like not, you know, man underpants and like makeup like WWE, like <laughs> collegiate wrestling. Um that wrestling. You know, so you know, getting the getting the business is not right. a not a big deal for me, but apparently in soccer it can it can cause well, I mean, some drama. It's a physical sport, though, right? Well, you'd think so. Did anybody get a red card? A parent almost did. A parent got a yellow card. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't <laughs> know that really. could happen. <laughs> Not really. Well that's, well, that's true, yeah. Well, I guess it was it was technically a yellow card for the bench on behalf of the uh, parent. Okay. But yeah, fun stuff. Well, well busy is fun good. stuff. You know, you weren't here, though. That's right. You we have a great team. We have a great team that can run our store and... Uh, represent us very well so yeah yeah but speaking of a team that can do great things in the store you've got a guess that we're going to tease this but there was a little 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 moonlight serenade <laughs> years ago so we'll, I've, I've learned we'll let we'll let penny uh uh fill us in on on that that from about uh i don't know 17 18 years ago um I'm not de- denying that it happened, but I have no <laughs> recollection of it. But Penny, Penny remembers this. Apparently, it's it's traumatic. Hey, Penny. Hey. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, and Penny's I'm from, good. Penny's, yeah, thanks for joining us, Penny. Penny's from the Effort of Public Library. We've got Rob Reed from the Science Factory. Welcome, Rob, to the show. Uh, we you appreciate guys. you being here, both of you. We've got a, a rundown of what's going on um, in and around Lancaster. Um, uh, I spent my first weekend, though, uh, in May. I guess this was our first. Well, no, it yeah. wasn't our first full weekend. Um, well, it was our first full weekend ready to go camping. Right. Like where we were like set up. So I got a new seasonal campsite, which means you kind of park your trailer and you just go. And that's like the whole battle with the family is, you know, 
we just want to go. My son's traipsed out. They got pillows and blankets and shoes. It's like, well, we have extra of that. Let's leave it there and go. So the family that owns the campground, the Wood family, they're into Ford cars. They got a bunch of antique cars sitting around. Uh, They've really actually got my juices flowing. I'd love to get, I don't think I got a photo of it, but they've got these old F-250 trucks like from the seventies, which are just very cool looking trucks. Nice. And, uh, I'd like to get one. So <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> maybe Project. just, maybe just, maybe we'll see. Um, um, you called this camping, but it's, it's more glamping. Oh right? yeah. Totally glamping. I mean, there's my cook station that I set up. I go. even, I even built it so I don't have to hurt my back bending over the griddle because it's low, you know, <laughs> right, right. I'm six foot. It's low. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're, we're set up, uh, I have a nice new, uh, memory foam mattress in the camper, Very nice. which actually is taking some getting used to, okay. know, we, we talk about yeah. the break-in period. So I've only really spent one or two nights on it, still getting used to it from my really wonderful latex mattress that we have at home. But, uh, but such as it is, that's, that's the camping trip. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. And, uh, kids can ride the golf cart and have fun with that and go fishing and have you. Done the trail yet? The Appalachian Trail? Not done the trail yet. Yep. That's cool. I found the entry, though. That's... that's, I found the entry to the trail. That's a start. It's just up the road from our site. So imagine that. It's right there. You got to do that. No excuses. I have to do it. Yep. 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 So uh, later on this episode, we're going to talk about what's going on in and around Lancaster. Um, We do have a photo contest update. Uh, We do have a, a quick tip on how to sleep better. Uh, where the food trucks will be. I don't know if we're going to have that that flashing logo that we requested. We should. We should have the woo-woo horn. Yeah. What else do we have, Jeff? Uh, how you can help your neighbors uh, by joining the Lancaster Connects community. This is very important to us, so we'll talk about that. Our Pet of the Week segment, Kermit the Dog, not to be confused with his cousin Kermit the Frog. Hi-ho. <laughs> you just, you know, look, if you've got your spouse at home, right, I've got a work spouse and I learned something new about, and he's, and he, you know, I learned something new every day, the singing and now the, the Kermit noise. That was pretty good. Uh, yep. Yep. That was pretty good. So, so, you know, the funny thing about the Kermit noise is apparently when I raise my voice and like, so during basketball, I was announcing the players' names, you know, I was like, you know, like we six and seven year old boys. We I know exactly them. where this is going. So I raise my voice and apparently I sound like Kermit the Frog when I, when I get loud. <laughs> well, at any rate. Voice. You can get all of our hijinks uh, on our podcast show. Remember, this show is also available as a podcast. You can find the links at LancasterConnects.com. Please like and share this video. Leave a comment. Tell a friend about this show. We would greatly uh, appreciate that. Uh, There on the screen, you can see the various podcast icons. So it might remind you, oh, yeah, I listened to that one. Search up Lancaster Connects in that one. We'll get you square. So uh, let's bring on our guests. Uh, we, we, we said hello to them earlier. Maybe we can get um, the story from Penny. Uh, Penny's from the Effort of Public Library. Penny, um, uh, and, and there's Rob. Hey, Rob, from the Lancaster Science Factory. Uh, Penny, go ahead and tell your story uh, that uh, might have been traumatic, perhaps. <laughs> well, it was traumatic, and it was Valentine's Day, I believe, of 2003, Okay. And my husband, my husband at the time was my brand new boyfriend. Yep, and he, he uh, Jason, the... he's former gardener's employee. Right. 
many years ago. That's how, took that's me to the mattress yep. store to look at mattresses, and I was greeted by a barbershop quartet that followed me around the store singing to me for Valentine's Day, which was <laughs> horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. What? So and, and apparently I was part of this barbershop quartet, which which I, I was I was I was uh, in the Lancaster Red Rose Men's Chorus with my friend yep. uh, Greg Mazurk, and he was the director of the chorus at that time. And I was I was there with him one year, and uh, right. part and of his barbershop quartet. He was my daughter's quartet. music teacher. Yes, that's right. So, that's right. Oh, so yeah, I knew him from so there. Many. So yeah, you guys followed me around the store <laughs> as I ran behind mattresses to hide. From the humiliation, because there were a lot of other people in the store at the time who had no idea why I was being followed by men singing love songs to me. <laughs> so, was there more so songs? So there was more than one song. It was about twenty minutes. Yeah, it was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rob, poor Rob. Welcome, Rob. You know, you're you're kind of coming into this conversation like I am. Like this is this is totally new. Some strange information. Yes. So, Rob, let, let's. Rob, do you sing, by the way? No, no, God, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do in my car alone with the radio up, so I don't even hear myself. But, you know, I, I'm known for a couple of rock concerts every now and then, but certainly not in public view, not even in front of my family. Um, but let, let's set the table here for a second. So, Penny, you said something pretty interesting. You said recently new boyfriend. Is that, is that right? He was my boyfriend, my new boyfriend at the time, brand new. About about how many months or weeks to prior to Valentine's Day did you guys get together, you folks? In August. It was so it was a couple okay, of months. So about so five six, or six months in. Six months. <clears throat> so six months in takes you mattress shopping. Yeah. And then says the, if we're not gonna dial shopping, up. The mattress shop yeah, is just not... a, a ploy to get me in the store. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, but still, <laughs> you didn't know that. You didn't know it was a ploy. No, I didn't. So this I is didn't. like, you know, this is pretty dialed up. <laughs> and then, and then has the serenade with five people. Yep. Right. It was, it was not a barbershop quartet. And it you're, was a quintet. No, it, it, okay, it was a quintet. Four? Yeah. four? And I believe they were Four, dressed alike five. as well. well I it was <laughs> we, were, we would have been. <laughs> dressed so, alike, so, yeah. <laughs> so six months in, we're shopping for a new mattress. You stay uh, after being uh, serenaded or stalked by five singing people <laughs> in, in suits. Um, here's what I want to know. Why isn't this guy working for us? Because he's the world's best salesperson ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jason, Jason was a great. Great salesperson. He moved on to bigger and better things. He's with what? Uh, Four Seasons Produce now. No, he's with Enersis. Enersis in uh, Reading. Okay. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I still, I, I, I still have a gardener's mattress. So. That's great. I, I've That's had great. a gardener's Rob, mattress. Um, Twenty years. <laughs> That's awesome. Very good. Rob, um, any romantic happenings like this? Well, maybe not as. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but any romantic happenings take place at the science factory? No, well, no, no, not particularly at the science factory. Uh, you know, we're primarily for kids, so not even a lot of dates or anything like that. A lot of parents, okay. a lot of kids running well, thank around. Un- yeah, well, thank goodness for that. No dates with the kids. That's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but hey, that's great. Um, so I'm excited to learn more about Science Factory. Penny, um, thanks for sharing the story. You know, this, this trip down memory sure. lane. You have. <laughs> I was running out of fodder to torment my work spouse with. You have filled the tank. So thank you. Sure. <clears throat> thank you. All right. Well, let's go on. We've got uh, a bunch of local events. Um, we do. And remember uh, mm-hmm. that all info and links, um, even, I guess we'll even recount the whole quintet singing, sure. the tomfoolery involved. All the info and links on that will be available on the website and via email each week. Just enter our giveaway at LancasterConnects.com to subscribe to our weekly email update with all of our show info. We got a shout out, I think. This is pretty significant. Shout out to Lombardo's Italian Restaurant in Lancaster. They're celebrating 75 years of good food and good company. That's incredible. That is incredible. 75 Fellow years. Paisano, I like it. Lombardo's Italian Restaurant. Way to go. Um, I believe it's Frank Lombardo that actually owns that. Or no, that, well, no, I think it is Frank. I don't remember. Well, we know another Frank Lombardo. He's <laughs> a, a friend up here in our marketing world. <clears throat> Um, either way, fellow Lombardo, congratulations, 75 years in Lancaster. Uh, everyone seems to be happy about the news that Masonic Village uh, Farm and Farm Market in Elizabethtown has reopened. So if you're familiar with that, go check that out. They are open for business again. That's wonderful. And we've got 10 local events yeah, this 10. week. So, Ben, you kick it off, and we're going to r- work through these. Run them. Night at the Mall Sports Edition is Friday, May 14th, between 4 and 9 p.m. There's going to be over 50. Teen food trucks there, um, adult beverage vendors, bounce houses, music from DJ RX, and also Nathan Merovich. Uh, over 30 craft vendors will be in attendance. That's just up Route 72 at the Lebanon Valley Mall in Lebanon. More information at facebook.com slash foodtruckadventure.lebanon. Uh, or uh, hang on for a food truck roundup. Yeah. So just real quick, I said we're going to run them. So you said adult beverages. So I'm uh, focusing on diet. So I put on a lot of weight last year camping, drinking beer, which drinking beer is like basically drinking a loaf of bread. Um, So I'm not doing the beer anymore, but whiskey is actually like keto friendly. Um, So, and I like to taste multiple whiskeys and try. So I had a bottle with maybe, you know, that much left in it. And camping, you don't want to use a lot of water because you have to, it's on your mind. You know, in the in the glamping mindset of things, you know, we've got bathroom and all that stuff right in the trailer, but you got to get the tanks pumped out. And my yeah. idea of relaxation is not managing the tanks. Right. And I'm not going to get any more grosser than that. It's the tanks. There's people that, like, they get into this and they tow the, the, the tank dropout with their little blue carts around. Okay. And they dump it themselves. I can pay 100 bucks for the season and have somebody else handle it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm aware of the water. Yeah. So I don't want to do dishes. So I take this bottle out. I'm going around. Well, wouldn't you know it? The owner of the campground comes around and says, hey, just a, just a reminder there, Jeff. No, no open bottles. So like the first interaction with the owner, who's really cool, but the first interaction with him at my campsite, there's Jeff with a bottle just swigging away um, by himself, no less. My family wasn't up there yet. I, I'd gone up to get some... Last minute things done. So anyway. You, you've got, yeah, your picture is now on the wall. Yeah, the yeah. Office. Watch out for drunky <clears throat> McDrunk face at 71. Anyway, spring fling at the Willow Valley Golf Course, Saturday, May 15th. Kick off the 20, 
21 entertainment season, right? With live music, food trucks, patio bar, bring your lawn chairs, sit back and relax, listening to the music of Blessing and Fowler and Fast Lane from 12 to 7. It's free. All right. So free event at Spring Fling at the Willow Valley Golf Course, Double Tree Resort uh, by Hilton. That's on 2400 Willow Street, Pike, Lancaster, PA. You can get more info on facebook.com forward slash Doubletree Lancaster. If you want to call and reserve or get a space, more info, call 717-464-2711. From May 13th to May 15th, the Effort of Public Library is partnering with Pressed Plate for a fundraiser benefiting the Effort of Community Garden. I bet Penny has something to do with that. She might be able to talk about that. Don't miss this opportunity to give the community give to the community and receive something delicious in return. Make a donation to the garden and get a gift card from the pressed plate. More info at Effort of Public and at the pressed plate on Facebook. Jake, Jake Joyce Band at the Beer Garden at Phantom Power. Phantom Power has a regular spot here. It seems like they do a lot <laughs> of cool events. May 14th, 6 o'clock. Enjoy an evening of Americana-infused rock and roll with the Jake Joyce Band, Phantom Power, 121 Frederick Street, Millersville. There's a car, truck, and bike show and run. I've got three uh, of those. Three. I've got a car, i got a truck, and i got a bike. And legs to run. i got bad legs. <laughs> my, so mama, my mama said I had magic legs. <laughs> so it's the first ever fundraiser for Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. It is Saturday, May 15th uh, from 8 a.m. on. Uh, they got food trucks, raffles, classic cars, trucks and bikes, raffles, auctions, live music, three different bands, easily amused buckskin whiskey. That's your up your alley, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirt Road Redemption, uh, plus a DJ, craft fair. Uh, again, 8 a.m. to about probably 1.30 p.m. Uh, the, uh, it's a free car show, which begins at 10 a.m. Um, it uh, looks like $10 for the day, maybe, to... to uh, do everything. Uh, kids under 12 are free. Uh, it's at the Reinhold Fire Company, which is 138 West Main Street in Reinholds. Uh, you can get more information at facebook.com slash team Jennifer Cahill Charities. I always chuckle at the under 12 free <laughs> in my family. Right. Because my kid, he just, he, he, he eats like an adult. <laughs> right, right. He's now as tall as me, Aiden. Oh, is he really? He is as tall as me, and he's 13. Oh, man. So anyway, <clears throat> May 15th, 11 to 3, come out to Charlie's Crusaders Rescue Meet and Greet. Charlie's Crusaders is a volunteer nonprofit organization dedicated to rescuing dogs who are abandoned, homeless, or neglected and have been passed on by time and again, living months, even sometimes years in a shelter, which is just terrible. You guys listening, if you're our fans know uh, near and dear to my heart, and by extension, Ben, uh, we have a, a fondness for shelter dogs. Representatives from the group will have adoptable animals available for you to meet, as well as items available for sale to benefit their rescue. Located at that fish place, that pet place, 237 Centerville Road, Lancaster, PA. Live on the rooftop featuring Hal Train is May 15th between 6 and 8 o'clock. Uh, Hal Train is a rowdy, unbridled, altogether good time that will leave the soles of your feet singing a tune of their own. Free for ages 21 and over, uh, and that's at Telus 360, which is at 24 East King Street in Lancaster. I was so interested in that one. I was looking right at the notes. I think you looked at me for some feedback, but I didn't have it. Sorry to leave you hanging. (laughs) 
Come out and support the Warwick Band Program by attending the first ever Warwick Band's Food and Truck Fest at Lydda Springs Park, Sunday, May 16th, 11 to 3. More than 15 food trucks and vendors are on that site. Lydda Springs Park, 24 North Broad Street, Lidditz, PA. More info at Warwick Bands on Facebook. And real quick, I know, you know, Ben, you were you were music major, music guy. Were yeah. you in the band? So interesting fact about that, I did my student teaching for music at Warwick School and was go. involved with their band and their yep. marching band. Uh, that's, again... 20-some-ish years ago. Yeah, and I know specifically the last year or so, the like school bands oh. have really kind of, you know, they, they've kind of had to, like, get ready and then stop and get ready again and stop due to COVID. And, and they're kind of like that unseen part of scholastic programs and yeah. extracurriculars that got really shafted. Um, I know personally my oldest boy, his girlfriend at the time, um, she, you know, I watched her, prepare and it was just it was sad to see so if you can go out and support them i'm sure they would love it these kids put in a lot of work a lot of effort um maybe it's not exactly your thing but look you get to get outside it's centrally located go check it out um casa court appointed casa i'm sorry casa's 11th annual heroes gala and benefit okay casa is court appointed special advocate who are volunteers who stand up for abused and neglected children Tables are on sale now for their September 11th fundraising event. This year's theme is 80s prom. All right. I think, I think everybody's kind of hearkening back to the 80s. I like it. <laughs> so find your most tubular outfit and get ready for a righteous party. Right on. A radical dude. Located at the Lancaster Marriott at Penn Square, 25 South Queen Street, Lancaster, PA. More info at casalancaster.org. Can you imagine the hair? I can imagine that. It, you know, listen, there's two, there's two artists out right now that you think I wouldn't listen to. Okay. The Weeknd. Uh, okay, yeah. And, uh, that was in my head that, that you were going to say that. Seriously? It was. It, oh, it was. works the, 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 the only reason I know them is from the Super Bowl. Okay. Him. What, whatever. Yep. And uh, Dua Lipa. And they both have See, songs. They both have songs that kind of sound like the 80s. Okay. And I like it. <laughs> Anyway, you got the wrap-up on the events. <laughs> the Effort of Public Library, uh, which will lead into our guest, Penny. Uh, they have daily events at the Effort of Public Library. Uh, our guest, Penny, will tell us all about them. Of course, you can get more info at effortofpubliclibrary.org. Yep. And, uh, again, I know we ran through a lot there for you. Give you a lot of dates, a lot of contact information. Don't worry. Don't stress. Lancaster Connects is here to help you connect to the community. So all info, all links available on the website and via email each week. Just enter our giveaway at LancasterConnects.com to subscribe to our weekly email update with all of our show info. Remember, this show is available as a podcast, and you can find all of those podcast links at LancasterConnects.com. And we'd greatly appreciate it. Please don't forget, like and share this video, leave a comment, and tell a friend about this show. Guests, any of those events sound good to you? Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they all sound great. Which one? <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to buy some, uh, uh, make a donation to the community garden so I can get some free gift cards from the press plate for the library because that place is amazing. Very good. <laughs> Very good. How about you, Rob? 
Man, there's another one coming up at Phantom Power on Sunday. They're doing a flea market out there from 11 to 3. So I think I'm actually going to head out to Millersville and check that out. I got my girlfriend's actually selling ceramics. So shout out Hilly Ceramics and my friend John's making pizzas up there. So shout out also to Johnny's Pies. Very cool. So have you been there, Rob? You know what? That was the last concert I saw. Uh, I, I went like in person, you know, last early March, I saw their first show out there uh, and it was awesome. I mean, it was an old movie theater. Um, so that yep. was cool to see too, like how, you know, it slopes down. You can tell that it used to be uh, an old theater. So it's awesome. I, re- I really feel for them um, to have opened like right before the pandemic and still yeah. getting through and doing stuff outdoors. Uh, wish them all the best. It's really, really in an awesome space. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I have not been, but I'd like to. It's cool. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. And thanks for the flea market <laughs> update. Uh, maybe we will try to get that in our show notes if we can um, for uh, this, this episode. So I'm going to let Ben and Penny kind of, <laughs> kind of wrap here. Cause I'm just, I'm just still in awe of what transpired and, you know, Penny, a little bit about me as a, as a single bachelor um, effort was my stomping grounds. I lived, I had an apartment in the Royal building on um, South Main Street. Um, I might have been known once or twice to uh, walk home from the AMVETs down the street. So, uh, but the effort of public library, when I worked in construction uh, right after high school, um, was uh, right across the street from uh, Gooding, Simpson, and Maccus roofing. I Mm, did uh, like copper work and historical restoration, hung off of cranes, which was fun. Um, that was, that was fun times, but, uh, but yeah, so I saw, and I think that was about the time when, when the building was greatly expanded. Um, I think. So yeah, the building used to be, it was a very small library down on Fulton street and Mm -hmm. was the, the one that's on the hill now has been there, um, since the nineties. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. Well, yeah, we don't need to bring up any more embarrassing stories or traumatic experiences, <laughs> Penny. Oh, I will. <laughs> Make notes. Tell us more about you and your history with the library and what the library is there to do. The effort of public library. Well, I feel like I've been with the library forever. Um, I will be celebrating my 20th year uh, with the library in February. So it's been a while. Um this is our first week that we are fully open again since the shutdown last year. So um, our, our doors are open to our regular hours. Uh, We're open Monday through Thursday, 10 AM to 8 PM and Saturday from nine to one right now. um, Our passport service is open six days a week. So if you are planning on taking a trip anywhere, um, Make your appointment to get your passport now because there is uh, a wait to get an appointment. And, um, you know, we're starting in-person programming as well as still doing some virtual programming. We've got a home delivery service that we've been expanding. We're also continuing with contactless locker service for folks that just aren't quite ready to come into the building yet and look for books. We'll pick them out for you and you can pick them up in our lockers. So we are, uh, we're rip roaring ready for summer reading. We can't wait to um, welcome everyone back into our building and 
help everyone catch up on what turned out to be a one-year summer slide as far as reading goes for kids. So we really want to make sure that we are providing all the resources that we possibly can as far as regular basic literacy goes. But, you know, we've also got our fingers in all kinds of other literacies in Ephrata. So we also run the Northern Lancaster Hub, which is a uh, collective impact partnership of social service agencies um, funded by the United Way. So right now we're providing, um, with our partners, we're providing a five day a week free shuttle. So if you need a ride around town, you can just jump on the shuttle for free. Um, and we're offering all kinds of, we have a, a day center for homeless folks in our community to try to help them get a leg up and you know find jobs and housing. Um, we're running the community garden. So this year we're hoping to um, provide at least 1,500 pounds of produce to our food bank. Um, so that's, that's it. This is, we're in our third year of the community garden and that has become really successful. And this year we've kind of expanded it a little bit more by adding uh, an indoor lettuce tower in the library lobby, which is it's really cool looking. It looks like a spaceship with plants growing out of it. And it's about six foot tall. It's a hydroponic a vegetable. Garden. Right. There it is. Um, there's a photo of That's it right awesome. there, but it's now like grown way out beyond the lights. So we're harvesting there as well. And all the food that we raise goes either to the food bank or to our cooking courses at the library. Cause we found that as we started growing some vegetables, people were like, what's kohlrabi and they wouldn't take it from the food bank unless we taught them how to cook with it so we've been um we've been really busy trying to serve all of the needs that our community has by helping to be the referral agency so we're not actually doing any of that social service work but when people need those things they come to the library and then we can refer them to the best partner. And it's really saving all of us a lot of time doing it that way. So uh, yeah, we're real busy <laughs> at, at the library and doing lots of things that libraries wouldn't necessarily expect. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's interesting. Like as a kid, the library was a place where you went with your parents to get a book, maybe play Oregon Trail <laughs> on the right. old school Mac that's there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you've obviously seen things change over the years. And, and these programs are just amazing that I never thought that a, a public library would offer those types of services. Right. We have our own esports league um, and we have kids that are practicing every week. A lot of schools and universities have them, but public libraries don't really have them. So we have this esports league, which is really unique because a lot of the kids in it are homeschoolers and there aren't a lot of homeschooling esports leagues out there. So it's a nice option for us there's that's a photo of the uh the shuttle where you can jump on and grab a ride um but also one of the really cool things that we're going to be adding in the next couple of weeks is um something that we're calling the talk tank and it is it looks like a phone booth it's soundproof with its own ventilation system and if someone is in crisis they can go into the talk tank and be automatically connected to a therapist at Wellspan Philhaven to do crisis counseling and getting them help. Um, wow. Oh, so wow. if they're 
if there is anyone in the community that is feeling helpless and hopeless and doesn't have a place to turn, they can come to the library and go in the soundproof booth and get help immediately. And we're hoping it could really make a difference because we are seeing a lot of mental health issues surrounding the pandemic and just life in general. So this is a way that we thought we could bring such an important resource right to the lobby of the library. Um, so that's something we're incredibly proud of. And we believe there isn't anything like this. Like we created the idea of doing this. So we're hoping that it'll kind of catch on. That is very, very uh, cool to, I mean, sad that it exists, but tremendous kudos to you and, and the team there at the library to come up with that. You know, it, it's interesting because like I said, I, I was living in the area when the library was built, when it was planned. And I think generally, the if I had to sum up the, the, the sentiment at the time, it was skepticism. People didn't really kind of get the vision of it. Right. Um, but boy, I mean, 25, 27 years later, um, holy cow. I mean, and the garden, am I correct? That's right there on the property. Is that right? So we have a smaller, we have like a small teaching garden on the property. And then the big community right. garden is across the street at the Haller property. So yep. people okay. within Africa right can, at. they can rent, they can also rent spots in the community garden and donate some of their produce that they grow as well. So the whole idea is, you know, we need to all support each other and we need to surround people who are having problems with all the resources and the solutions that they need, but it can't just be one person. We have to do this together as a community in order to make that real change long lasting, um, you know? And in reality, all of these things are literacies that we, that, that libraries in Pennsylvania teach. We talk about financial literacy and health literacy and civic and social literacy libraries aren't just about books. And I think this is a great way to illustrate that. So yeah. how are you doing right now coming out of COVID? What are some of the things that you're doing and offering to the community? Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been rough. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons it's been rough is because a lot of people think that libraries are taxpayer funded, that they're 100% taxpayer funded, and that's just not the case. Um, so in my case, we have to raise about 65 or 70% of our budget, which is about a million dollars. So it's a lot of money that we have to raise. The, for for Ephrata, um, a big chunk of that came from income from the passport office, which has been closed because they weren't issuing passports. So um, it has been a struggle. We've been lucky that we were able to get a PPP loan and you know get some grants from CARES money that was out there. But um, we need to be really careful and thoughtful about you know how we move forward to make sure that we continue to have enough funding to to keep these great projects that we've been working on. So you know it is. It's been rough with COVID, but I, I know that the people in the Ephrata community use this library so heavily, um, and they value it. So I'm sure we're going to find a solution. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Here, I, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was, I'm one of those folks that thought public libraries were fully funded. No, um, <laughs> shame on me. So no, not at all. Um, we'll, we'll 
we'll maybe we'll address that a little later in the show, I think. But um, uh, so the esports thing kind of piqued my interest because my youngest son is really well, both of them play computer games like crazy. But um, and we try to limit that. That's why we're doing the camping to get family together outdoors and unplug. Right. But, you know, a lot of folks, I, I think, especially like maybe my grandparents and, and my parents, you know, they kind of look down at the computer game stuff. But I mean, the reality is computers are here to stay. It's very much a part of our society anymore. Very much a part of any really any career. I mean, if you have a plumber come to your home and they're working for any kind of sizable company, um, you know, like like Holler isn't necessarily plumbing, although they do plumbing. I think they're more HVAC focused. Um, you know, their techs are coming. They've got a tablet. They're they're having to punch through and update the job orders, order the parts, all this stuff. Um, so computers are very much a part. But talk about the esports league. Uh, what what like some people might not even understand what that is. Um, well, basically, these kids. Um, it's not just that they get together and play video games. They actually run their team so they design their uniforms they take care of their marketing they have all kinds of kind of business background things that they have to do for their team in order to stay on the team they have to keep their grades up it is not just that they get together once a week and play video games they're actually almost running their own little team and having they all have responsibilities within it so it it teaches them a lot about responsibility and almost what it what it would be like if you were working in a job you know some of those responsibilities so i think maybe even you know my generation and people older than me think oh they just get together and they just game and that's it but it is a lot more than that and i could not believe how much money people can make that are doing esports professionally it's unbelievable um, it's, mil- it's millions of dollars. It, right? Yeah, like it's the top crazy tier, amounts yeah, the of money. Crazy amounts yep. of money. Um, so, but I do believe that the kids are getting a lot more out of it than just playing games. And I think that's why organizations like in Lancaster County, the Emerald Foundation, has really embraced esports, and you know, has someone within the organization that is just. All they do is esports and running, you know, taking care of these leagues throughout the the county with schools and universities. It really is kids learn lots of valuable lessons um, doing these things. As you know, sometimes the most valuable lessons you learn are the ones that you actually don't know you're learning. Sure. So, How many kids participate in that? Well, I think it it depends. Um, we went through some. We went through a lot of recruiting issues at the beginning. I think right now we have like nine kids that are faithful and we're recruiting some more right now um, yep. because we are like a community organization. The school district has one and, you know, so um, we're still, we're still getting our team, a full team together. And um, when they win, I hear about it because it doesn't happen often. But I'm so happy when they're starting to win finally, because I think we went like a year without any wins at all. <laughs> so, uh, you start um, yeah, you know, and and it has been really nice with the teens because when COVID happened, the library opened a Discord channel for teens, and we have staff on there with them so they can game and do book discussions and all kinds of things on Discord where they're all very comfortable. So I feel like we kept our relationships with a lot of those teen patrons 
throughout the pandemic, even though they couldn't come in and hang out at the building every day after school. Um, so for and, us, and it for was our, a really our, great. Yeah, yeah go ahead. sorry to cut you off there. For our listeners, um, so I know what this court is. Uh, I think Ben, you know what this court is. I don't know. Yeah, Ben doesn't know. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's another social media platform. Uh, young, a lot of younger younger kids, young adults. Yeah, you have to be it. really uh, cool. Mike, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> we we we've already established the the coolness <laughs> meter for me. My kids aren't old enough for the the disco thing. The disco. Oh, see, there you go, old man, old timer. <laughs> Yeah, so for our listeners, Discord is not like, you know, Discord typically means you're frustrated with something or there's a, you know, animosity in the in the conversation. Discord it's literally another so- yet another social media platform mm-hmm. if you will, uh although more focused on specific topic conversation and, you know, different verticals. I mean, I- I'm sure there's a Discord channel uh for just about anything, you know, esports, yeah. books, mm-hmm. uh you know, various so we, we kind of we kind of created our own and left the rules in there so that they have to follow our rules on our channel. Um, sure, because mm. gotta keep an eye on yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you said you have esports, I'm kind of like I, I'm, I'm aware of what <laughs> how some of the gaming and callouts go. Right. So I'm sure you do it's an effective very, job. It's of very organized that. and and supervised. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, as the Northern Lancaster County hub, you know, you're doing a lot of things. I'll just kind of rattle off what I heard. You've got the shuttle helping people get around Northern Lancaster County, you know, effort at Denver, Reamstown, Reinholds. Um, I guess those would be the four major parts of that Northern part of the county. Right. The food bank, uh, all the, little, the clothing bank, yep. all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Doing the food bank, clothing bank. Uh, the talk tank, um, I think you'd referenced Emerald Foundation. Are they... Were they somewhat instrumental in helping bring that to life? Who, who helped? No, the Emerald Foundation. The Elbert, Emerald Fanda- Foundation was with esports. The Talk Tank okay. is actually um, Wellspan Phil Haven, um, and they are a member of the Hub. So they're they're the partners on on that project. That's great. I mean, again, I think you know our goal of this show is to bring the community together. You know, I think a lot of folks, you know might have some skepticism of big, you know, big corporate healthcare. Well, here, here's, a, here's a shining example, right? Right in our community where they help to fund something that a lot of people right now, and maybe even people that wouldn't think they would, could be mentally taxed, mentally stressed out, anxious. I mean, the last 15 months for some folks have just been, you know, a marathon uh, that they don't want to run, that they didn't want to be a part of. Nobody wanted to be a part of it, but some were more equipped, better, better able to handle the last 15 months than others. And I think for our community, there's, there's a great level of mutual respect that needs to exist to understand that. And the talk tank thing is really great that they can just, so that's free. Is that, is that what I'm understanding? You right. can come they in can just and just go. phone a friend, literally. Right. Um, and I'll tell you the whole idea behind that came as a result of a community crisis where, uh, a young person at the high school committed suicide and my library was full of teenagers that were just besides themselves crying. And we didn't feel like we had the resources to deal with that. And, and this ultimately four years later is the result of kind of brainstorming about how do we deal with situations like that in a community when 
we are definitely in need of mental health assistance and there's none to be had. So we thought this would be a really good way. I mean, it's not it's not something you're going to go there every week for counseling, for regular counseling session. But if you are in crisis, this is a place where you can go that we can take care of you. Uh, how would how would people know that this exists? So it is right in the lobby. Um, there are film. There's film on the window, so no one can see when you go inside. Um, but you, it's right in the lobby. You go right inside, and it connects you um, with. on on video with someone from Wellspan Philhaven. So we've just started advertising it. Um, We'll be promoting it within the community, but I have learned over the years that things like this, the people that need them, find them. Yeah. There's enough people in the community that know, you know, there's enough people that know it's there. And when the opportunity is needed, there's someone there to refer them. So we're hoping that word of mouth uh, works for this. Yeah. Well, part of what we do with the show is we clip out your interview. We'll clip out Rob's interview, clip out some other fun stuff and hijinks. But all jokes aside, what we'll do, uh, production team, we've got a production team. They're really great. Get super serial. Uh, Simon and Billy, uh, we'll just make a mental note here. Let's really make sure we clip this out specifically about the, the talk tank. And we'll throw some ad dollars behind it on Facebook to help spread the word as well um, and get that out. For sure. Yeah, I think this stuff uh, is really, really important for our community. Uh, it is. It is. My, you know, my oldest son had in his high school uh, just a couple weeks back, I guess three weeks ago, um, one of his peers committed suicide as well. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at a Snapchat uh, and you'd think here's a very happy, well-adjusted child and just not the case. So at any rate, um, kudos to you, the public library. As we wrap up our time with you, what what can the community do to support Effort of Public Library? Um, You know, we're always looking for donations. Right now, we're not taking a lot of volunteers because we're still, we have some capacity limits that we can't fit so many people in the building. But, um, you know, use your public library. Get to find out what resources are there because there are so many things that I think people spend money for that they wouldn't have to. Um, You know, they can download books for free from the library. They can stream movies from the library with their card for free. They can learn new languages from the library. So get to know what resources are offered. Um, There is literally something there for everyone if you just look. And if you can't find it, give me a call and I'll find it for you. (laughs) There you go. Well, I kind of alluded to this uh, a little earlier. you know, again, I, I readily admit I, I felt public library funded. So what we're going to do every week, we do a little donation to charities that come on uh, organizations. So we're going to we're going to donate one hundred and twenty five dollars as well uh, oh, to uh, so Effort of Public Library. OK, uh, kind of do a little kickoff of generosity here through our channel, Lancaster Connects. So we'll do that. Uh, we're happy to do it. Uh, thanks for all the great stuff you do. Um we're going to roll into some of the next parts of the show. Rob, we're going to get you on here momentarily. Poor Rob is like, he got tossed in last minute. He's <laughs> wondering what in the world he got himself into. But Rob's got some great stuff from the Science Factory. Um, so Rob, will be with you just in a moment here. Uh, and then we're going to highlight some food trucks, all right? Um, so maybe uh, maybe you can start to think about food trucks, Rob and Penny, and we'll, we'll uh, 
get you get your feedback there. But uh, on our photo contest, uh, you know, we haven't gotten traction with our photo contest. That's all right. We do a lot of things here that, you know, sometimes we hit home runs, sometimes we hit singles, sometimes we strike out. Um, we're going to put photo contest back on the on deck circle. How was that for baseball? Yeah, I love it. Ben's baseball a big baseball season. guy. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, we haven't gotten traction though with the photo contest. We had some really great ones. I believe those were from Mike Ocanero, uh, those first two. And we had one from Sarah Reynolds. There's Sarah's photo. So we're going to give a pillow to both of them. That was the prize. Uh, we're just going to give a custom made, custom fit pillow to the both of them. Mike and Sarah will follow up with you uh, directly. And uh, we'll put that on the back burner for now. And, you know, we're just happy that we get to have uh, guests. Um, and there's my photo of. That's actually the smart Alec Amish kid. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> that gives me a headache every time I come. But anyway. Um, oh, Eli. Yeah, yeah. At any rate, we'll give them the pillows and, and that's that. All right. Um, You've got a Sleep Better tip. I do. I do. So from the Sleep Better book, all right, this is on page 24. Poor sleep equals risk for increased blood sugar levels. Uh, and really, this causes a chain reaction. Lack of proper sleep can affect your blood glu- glucose control and vice versa. Blood glucose can control and affect your sleep. And it is a vicious cycle if it's out of whack. Uh, diabetes can cause severe health complications, uh, kidney failure, heart disease, amputations, blindness, cardiovascular disease, and nerve damage. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, the sleep triangle. You've got diet, you've got exercise, and you've got um, sleep. And right now, obviously, with COVID as a, as a thing out there, um, you can help boost your natural immune system by sleeping better. And we're really here to help with that. Uh, right now, we've actually got really great savings events coming up with Memorial Day right around the corner. The vendors roll that out about now. So there's no reason to wait till Memorial Day weekend. Please spend time with your family. Come see us sooner than later. Um, as a little side note, on sooner than later, as a consumer, you're probably aware of all the price constraints that are going on out there. Supply chain is all upside down. Uh, we're a no pressure, uh, no hassle type of environment. Tons of reviews to that effect. But what I will tell you unequivocally is, you know, we are at a point where week over week, our prices are changing. And for us to deliver the same experience and level of service, keep the great staff that we have, you know, sometimes prices do need to go up. Um, so if now's the time for a bed, if you've been thinking about it, it's, it's a good time to visit. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't put it off. Um, I mean, literally if we give you a quote, we're going to tell you it's good for 10 days, 10 working days, because things are really crazy right now. And we're trying to absorb as much of that as we can, but, uh, we have not been, uh, immune to any of the, uh, pricing constraints and, you know, logistical issues that have come along with the last 15 months. So it's not quite lumber pricing. It's not quite, you know, actually, I took a photo of a gold truck this morning on the way here. Oh, yeah. You know what a gold truck is? It's a pile truck of lumber. lumber. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, at any rate, if now's the time, we'd love to help you. And uh, you can start that journey by getting our book. You get your free copy of Sleep Better from Gardner's Mattress and More. We'll mail you a free copy. You just go to gardnersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better. Takes you right to the page. Fill out your information. We'll actually mail you a fresh, non-marked up, nice and clean copy for yourself. And you get to, uh, we'll put a coupon in there, save on double deals. We'll be able to help you out and help you wake up happy and sleep better. 
That segment was expertly done, Jeff. Well, I like to think of myself as that. I mean, it's not quite singing, but hey, you know. <laughs> Maybe I should uh, sing the food truck alert. No, I'm not doing that. All right. <laughs> we t- oh, oh, there it is. There's, yes. Well, there's the woo-woo horn. Yeah, but it's not a food. Uh, there should be like a flashing food truck. Yeah, we, we drive our guys nuts. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Though. We'll, impressive. Take it. we'll take it. All right. We'll take it. We talked about this earlier, uh, the Night at the Mall Sports Edition, Friday, May 14th, from 4 to 9 p.m., uh, food truck Scubo Dough, Which Way Sandwiches, Savory Funnel Cakes, Lancaster Cupcake, Dough Head Waffles, Smoke and Stuff BBQ, Barbecue, for the those that don't know, uh, Annie Ann's Pretzels, Uncle Paul's Stuffed Pretzels, Philadelphia Hoagie, Blazin' Jays, The Chubby Unicorn, Bricker's French Fries, Italian Job, Food Truck, Next Level Pizza, Cakes and Sweets by Linda, plus Bouchette, Bouchette Vineyards, Fetish Brewing Company, and Firehouse Winery. They'll all be serving drinks. Uh, again, that's just up Route 72 at the Lebanon Valley Mall uh, in Lebanon. Uh, www.facebook.com slash foodtruckadventure.lebanon. Go check it out. I think it was, I think it's Boucher. Bobby Boucher? Boucher with the foosball. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> you know, as you're reading off that list, I'm like, well, that relates to the sleep. But I mean, the, food trucks. So food trucks in moderation, folks, right? Because that whole list of food trucks mm-hmm. could, could have contributed to all of those issues, right? Yep. So diet. You know, we're, we're kind of like that weird, manipulative, like, improve your health, but here's a whole bunch of food trucks. Moderation, <laughs> folks, right? Yeah, Moderation. Yeah. You don't need one from everything. Right, right. Just just a little taste. Yep. All right. Spring Fling at Willow Valley Golf Course, Saturday, May 15th. Kick off the 2021 entertainment season right with live music, food, trucks, and, and a patio bar. Bring your lawn chair. Sit back and relax. Uh, listening to the music of Blessing and Fowler and Fast Lane. It's at Willow Valley Golf Course, Double Tree Resort, and Willow Street, uh, 12 to 7, uh, there on Saturday the 15th. And you can get more at facebook.com forward slash Willow Val Golf. The Car Truck Bike Show and Run, which is a fundraiser for Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. Uh, it's the first ever fund- fundraiser for Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. Uh, Saturday, May 15th at 8 a.m., uh, and onwards, there's food trucks, raffles, classic cars, trucks, and bikes, uh, live music. Uh, some of the food trucks are Holy Smoked Meats, uh, Fink's Fries, Annie Ann's, Ezzy Eats, or Easy Eats, and Java Mama. The food trucks start at 8 a.m. Car show begins at 10 a.m. Uh, I think it's $10 for the day uh, to get in. Kids under 12 are free. And that's at the Reinholds Fire Company at 138 West Main Street in Reinholds. Uh, and you can get more information at facebook.com slash team Jennifer Cahill Charities. Go give them uh, your support. And we mentioned this with the Warwick Bands event. So go see the band, support those kids with their endeavors and passions. That would be, I'm sure, appreciated. And in moderation, take part in the food trucks. Saturday, May 16th, that's 11 to 3. The Warwick Bands are hosting a food truck fest in Lidditz Springs Park. Those food trucks are Greco's. Greco's, Brickers, Blazing Jays, Dutch Country Concessions, Doughheads, Stuffed Waffles, the Perk Up Truck. I know the Perk Up Truck. Hmm. They were at our football fundraiser uh-huh. over the years. Nano Grill, the Nacho Depot, Piper's Bells, Barbecue, Savory's Funnel Cakes, and the Crazy Train. Maybe Ozzy will serve you your food out the window. Da-da. We'll see. 
He's not going to do it. 24 North Broad Street, Lita Springs Park. That's where they will be. Well done. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, our, vu- our viewers want to know where the food trucks are each week. So if you own a food truck, we want to hear from you. Uh, we'll tell our viewers where you'll be and when you'll be where you'll be uh, so that they can support you. Uh, fill out the contact form at LancasterConnects.com. And tell us where you'll be and when. Be sure to tell us about uh, about your food so we can have people desperate to grab your food. Go to LancasterConnects.com and fill out our contact form. Uh, be sure to tell us about your food so we can have people desperate to grab your food. I already said that. Oh, boy. I think it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's still learning the teleprompter. <laughs> can, sing, can sing like the devil, but you can't read a screen. Don't forget to like and share this video. Leave a comment and tell a friend about this show. Remember, this show is also available as a podcast. Find the links at LancasterConnects.com. So, Rob, we've, like, you know, any of those food trucks uh, sound interesting to you? (laughs) I try to stay away from them carbohydrates myself, but uh, Blazing Jays, I got to do a cheat day one of these days. I heard it's awesome. Oh, and also, I heard uh, you heard mention a fetish brewery they've also always been big supporters of the science factory providing beer for events and stuff um and and their owner like simpson's a great guy too um so yeah definitely they're awesome very cool penny your favorite food truck i'm a big fan of lickety split because i like ice cream Mm. yeah it's a good food truck i do too yeah do you ever have food trucks at the library we do. Um, and we also have food trucks at Effort of Brewfest, which the library helps to run. Um, oh, cool. And also concerts, concerts by the Creek. We run that as well. And that we also have food trucks. So, yeah, I have a need every once in a while for them. All right. Well, keep us informed as to when those events are and what you've got going on. We'll definitely share them on yeah. here. Yeah. All right, Rob, stay tuned. I got one history nugget and then we're bringing you on to talk about the Science Factory. But I, I think when you said Fetish Brewing Company donates beer, they don't give it to the kids. Oh, right? yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, very good. No, for Just our... want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, All right. So our local, our, <laughs> our local history nugget provided by a friend of the show, Benton Weber, who is a liaison for the Lancaster Township Historical Commission. Uh, he has given us this nugget. Um, part of his Then and Now series, there was an uncomfortable event in our city's development when government intentions disrupted the rest of its own honored founders near the southeast corner of Prince and Chestnut, which was the site of the Moravian Cemetery, the resting place for hundreds of early settlers, significant contributors, and unheralded citizens became the target for a new government building as early as 1888. It took nearly two decades for all the decisions to be made and the courts to agree, but the bodies that were in turn there were eventually removed uh, from that cemetery and placed in a other cemetery, Greenwood Cemetery. Uh, one news article from January 20th, 1920 says upwards of 800 were interned at the cemetery, but as many were buried between 1750 and 1800, little or nothing is to be found uh, in the graves. Uh, of the total number, no fewer than 554 of those were children under 12 years of age. Now looking at the photos, it looks like it's a parking lot. So our history is pretty interesting uh, here in the county. Thanks to Benton Weber on that. You know, when I go up to the campsite, I drive by uh, where our campsite's in Northern Berks. Um, 
at the Appalachian Trail, so we can enjoy that part of the area, region. We pass uh, on 222 North, uh, we pass a little stone shed. Hmm. Well, it would be a shed by today's standards, but probably was a house back then. And I think it's just, I look at it every time and I think of all that transpired there. And thankfully, it's still standing and it looks like it's going to make the road construction. So that's good. A little, little chunk of history nice. stacked up there. But nowadays, we've got science, technology. Rob, you're going to have to help me out with the E is in, in STEM. Oh, sure. Engineer. But, uh, I tried. I, there we go. Engineering and mathematics. I tried to do a nice little transition. And uh, mm. as Ben has problems with teleprompters. I try to do a little smoother transition. I have problems beyond <laughs> teleprompters, but that is one of them. So, how was uh, how was the Science Factory founded? And let us know what and tell us about STEM. Sure. Uh, so, Science Factory was founded in 2008. Uh, our founder Jim Bunting was a community volunteer. Uh, you know, he struggled with traditional schooling growing up and went to a science center. Uh, in Florida, actually, once in the early 2000s, and was just like, this is something I wish I had when I was a kid uh, to help me understand all these scientific concepts um, in a hands-on, interactive way, uh, especially for kids that sort of struggle with, you know, book learning. I, you know, I, I sort of, you know, I did pretty good in, in just regular school, uh, but I know so many kids just like hate it. And then you sit there and you have to learn things to standards. Um, so what we really try to do is integrated STEM learning, uh, not really separating out the science from the engineering or the math, but all these things together. Uh, so our organization was founded right here in downtown Lancaster, PA in 2008. Uh, and we've been growing slowly but surely for the past 13 years. Uh, we actually did a major expansion uh, at the beginning of 2019, uh, we grew our space by about 30% on the inside. We added a second classroom, our makerspace, which you can see in that last uh, that last picture there. Um, that's actually the Skybridge that's coming hopefully next year or the year after. Um, but we do a lot. And also, you know, as mentioned, you know, we're a nonprofit. Um, just like Penny, you know, uh, about half of our income comes from paid revenue, paid admissions, uh, and about half of it comes from fundraise dollars, from grants, from individual donations. Uh, and all of those things go towards making us accessible to everybody in the community. Um, I won't go through every single access program, but I can tell you there's a lot for anything uh, where there's a paid component. Uh, we also offer scholarships. So for our summer camps coming up, we've got 20 weeks of hands-on summer STEM camps for uh, we do have need-based scholarships available for every single one of those. Uh, so, you know, if you're a family that, you know, couldn't afford to send your kid to camp, uh, you absolutely can still come for free to the Science Factory. Um, another thing that the Ephrata Public Library offers is uh, you can go there or to any public library in Lancaster County uh, and borrow a free family pass to the Science Factory. Um, we are free to the public. Oh, good. I said, wow, that's great. Yeah, uh, we are. We have t about 1,400 people come every year through the public library pass program. So it's, it's super popular. A lot of libraries have wait lists for them. Um, and I know a lot of local museums do stuff like that. Um, so if you've never checked that out and you're looking for something to do with your family, that's something else you can do at your libraries. Um, we're free to everyone on the first Friday of the month from 5 to 8. 
Um, low income families, if you just if you have an EBT SNAP card, uh, you can show that at the front door and get free admission for yourself and up to five guests. Uh, we are free for all schools in the school district of Lancaster. They can come uh, on free field trips here. Uh, we also provide free transportation for them. We're free to all youth serving nonprofits in Lancaster County. Uh, so Boys and Girls Club, uh, YWCA, YMCA, uh, if any of those organizations want to come here on field trips, um, they can always come for free. Um, we do free pre-K programs uh, four times a month here at the Science Factory. Uh, we have a coding club for girls aged 8 to 13. Um, that's heavily subsidized, uh, but we do have need-based scholarships available for people that still can't afford uh, the fee for that as well. Yeah, Rob, so the, the, the various scholarships, how, do, how would a family, how would a parent go about um, getting that? What, what's the process there? Sure. Uh, so if you go to our website and uh, go to the summer camps part, uh, there will be a link uh, where you can download that. Or, um, you know, if you don't have internet access or, or computer access and you're in the neighborhood, uh, you can just ask for that at the front desk. I will say summer camps are super full. Uh, I know last week we were at about 95% full. Uh, but since some of the COVID regulations are being lifted, we were really reducing the class sizes for those camps. Um, but since those are a lot of those uh, restrictions are being lifted here at the end of the month. Uh, we're actually adding a few slots. So some of the camps that were oh, sold out, uh, we good. will have some slots available. Um, we're still doing temperature checks. You're still required to wear a mask here in the science factory. Um, but we are able to ease up a little bit on some of the class sizes. I think we had them limited to like 12 or 15, but I, I think they might go up to 18 or 20 here, which is awesome. Um, and, and we're thrilled. It seems like parents are really ready to get their kids out doing something fun and educational this summer. So we've been absolutely thrilled by the response to some of the camps so far. Yeah, parents are always ready to get the kids out of the They house. are. They are. Yeah. What are, what are some of the favorite exhibits at the Science Factory? Oh, sure. So we recently expanded our water exhibit. Uh, that, that was a huge one uh, that we completed beginning of last year or um, – and so that's a big one. Oh, this one that's actually pictured is awesome. That's my favorite one. Uh, that's the topographic sandbox. Um, so funny too, we experimented with like three different kinds of sand uh, that w now it's actually jasmine rice. That's what we determined was the best thing to use, but it's really cool. Uh, there's a projector from above. Um, and as you sort of like weave your hands uh, through the sand or rice currently, uh, it sort of changes the topography uh, of it. Um, that's actually an image of an upcoming exhibit that we're fundraising for right now. Uh, we're expanding our bubble lab, uh, and there'll be a component where you can lift up this ring, put yourself in a bubble. Uh, solar power flower, that one, that one that's on the screen right now, that's coming soon. We were about to expand into an outdoor space uh, last spring, uh, last March, we were supposed to break ground. Um, mm. And I think you can imagine what happened. With that, uh, we'll be breaking ground next summer now um, and adding a few brand new exhibits outside just adjacent to the Science Factory. Uh, the solar exhibit's one of them. Uh, that's one that we designed from scratch uh, with our exhibit partners, um, a company called Kidzibits out of Minnesota, actually. But we had researched a bunch of other science centers to see what they do with solar power and actually didn't find anything off the shelf that seemed quite cool enough. It seemed like, you know, you adjust these solar panels and, you know, 
you see something spin or a, a light bulb lights up. And we just thought that wasn't quite engaging enough. Uh, so what we're actually going to do, um, I thought this was a really creative idea that we came up with, is as you turn it, it'll start playing a piece of music. So if you imagine uh, hearing like a symphony, you might start hearing the strings. And as the power starts to build up, as you um, optimize how the solar panels are aligned, you'll start to hear different instruments in the symphony. So I thought that was a really cool workaround to make something um, interactive, teach kids uh, about solar power um, in kind of a fun, different way. So that's one of the fun challenges of jobs. I mean, this is a dream job I have here. Well, that's cool. So, Rob, interesting thing. I'm on the topography um, exhibit, mm. you mentioned Jasmine Rice. Uh, yeah. So, imagine this. The bigger, the bigger gregarious guy is going to relate your Jasmine Rice to the Jasmine Rice I use when I make hibachi rice <laughs> on my camp uh, griddle. Mm. Jasmine Rice is the best rice for that. Oh, uh, neat. It, it absolutely <clears throat> is bar none the best um, out of all of the various grains of rice that you could pick from. So that's pretty cool. When you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, jasmine rice. That's what I used to cook. Interesting. Why is that? Is there a, yeah. is there a scientific component? I think, well, yeah. So, well, yes. <laughs> you could is. be an exhibit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am an exhibit for sure. Um, I believe what it comes down to, so the, so the real trick with making hibachi rice is to kind of get it, cook it, right, from its, you know, regular state. Uh, and then throw it in the refrigerator uncovered for ideally about 10, maybe 12 hours. And you get that mm. moisture then out of it. Because if you cook oh, it with cool. the moisture in, it just turns to mush. Um, so if you go to like a, a, a hibachi restaurant, you'll see they bring it out on a plate. Very likely that rice was spread out like on a cookie sheet or other flat device in a refrigerator to dry out in advance. Um, and then they put the heat on it and put the flavoring in it, things like that. So and oh, I guess, I guess I'll share my, I guess I'll share my other tip to make it sound really good, <laughs> to make it taste really good. And that's to use sesame oil. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just smells uh, uh, amazing. So oh, it yeah. tastes <laughs> even better. So at any rate, um, so we talked about how it was founded. We talked about some of the exhibits, um, in 2020, obviously, you had to pivot. Uh, we understand your annual fundraising event had to go virtual. Uh, what are mm, the future yep. plans for that event? Sure. Uh, so in the past, you know, we had an in-person gala, like, you know, most things that you guys uh, would be uh, familiar with. Uh, so it's 21 plus here at the Science Factory in the past. Um, and we would typically invite about eight different local restaurants to come in and do a sampling of food. We would ask them to do some kind of scientific theme to it. Um, obviously, doing that last October wasn't an option with the pandemic. Um, so we did a big pivot and we did a virtual science trivia event through Zoom um, We actually found a trivia host from Pittsburgh uh, that had been doing these Zoom trivia events that were really awesome. I played a couple and we reached out and said, hey, would you consider doing a science-themed one for us? Um, And it was awesome. Uh, It was hugely successful. We had more people participate in that than we normally would at our in-person event. We had about 300 people play. Uh, We actually had to cut off registrations because we could only handle 50 breakout rooms for teams in Zoom. Um, So we had even people on the wait list, which is totally unheard of for for our fundraiser. 
Uh, we also raised just about as much money as we normally would through the in-person fundraiser. Um, so this year with our, our, our gala, we're kind of combining the two things. Uh, so we are doing in-person science trivia uh, here coming up in October for our gala. We'll have tickets on sale uh, in the next month or two. Um, we wanted to be more accessible uh, than our fundraiser has been in the past. So we are lowering the ticket price. I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but I think it's going to be $25 or $30. Uh, we are going to partner uh, with our neighbors, Frisco's uh, Peruvian Chicken. They're awesome. Uh, they're going to do all the food. Awesome. That'll be included. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lancaster Home Brewers have been partners of ours. They've done some beer tasting events here. Um, they're going to provide about, you know, at least 10 different beers for, for sampling uh, during the event. Um, and the idea of still doing it with the science trivia is if there's another uh, COVID peak, uh, we can pretty easily pivot back to the virtual event again. Yeah, very smart. Um, but for now, for now, we're planning on uh, Thursday, October 21st in person here at the Science Factory. Science trivia, get your team together. Let's do it. Lots of prizes. It's going to be fun. Nice, That's nice. Great. So, you know, you mentioned making the fundraiser a little more accessible with the ticket price. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we talk about often here through the show, because, again, this whole show is about connecting the community. Uh, yep. I want you to talk in a second about volunteer opportunities. Mm. Um, so if, you know, if still going to a fundraiser, spending that money to go is not there, but you would go for the time, uh, maybe you can connect with Science Factory by volunteering. So, Rob, are there any volunteer you know, any ways for people to volunteer? Oh yeah, absolutely. So before the pandemic, um, you know, we're a really small team here. Uh, we have just six full-time staff members uh, right now at the science factory. And and before the pandemic, we were assisted by over 200 volunteers. Uh, and that would be people out on the floor during field trips, helping kids interpret the science behind some of the exhibits Uh, help during our summer camps. We're super reliant on um, volunteers for the summer camps, for all of our programs. Um, You know, if if you're a woman involved in coding, uh, we are always in need of volunteers uh, for our girls code club. Um, I mean, honestly, volunteers really make our science center possible. Um, So there's lots, lots going on, uh, lots we can work with people on. Um, Especially even if like you work for a STEM business and they're interested in getting involved or some volunteer hours, uh, we can definitely customize something. Um, we actually have uh, we have a summer camp coming up in partnership with High Steel. They've been, as you can imagine, really great partners with us. We share um, just a lot of goals for inspiring kids to learn more about STEM topics. Um, so they actually send out uh, about a half dozen employees for a whole week, and they teach a whole summer camp on bridge building here at the Science Factory. Uh, they have even taught cool. kids how to weld in the past, which is absolutely incredible to see uh, them safely teaching a 10-year-old girl how to weld out on our back courtyard. It's awesome. It's just unbelievable seeing how impactful that is with one of the, with the kids, too. Uh, I had a parent call me last year and tell me that her son was taking his little welded piece of metal everywhere with them. And they were going out to his guitar lesson and he's like, mom, I got to go back in. I got to get my welded piece. So I can take it and show it to my guitar teacher. And it's just super inspiring. Uh, Really nothing like anything else available anywhere else around here. And again, that all came through uh, 
just volunteer opportunities and people from high that wanted to come out and do something for the community. And we developed this whole week long program with them uh, that they've been running for, I think five or six years now. Uh, It's just super successful partnership. So lots of opportunities to get creative here at the science factory through volunteerism. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, you touched on something that I'm very big on, you know, the the sense of accomplishment a child gets from being hands-on creating something is just astounding. And it's not a knock on, you know, your traditional book learning. It's just different. And I think today kids respond to seeing something made by their hand, being active more so than sitting in a classroom, you know, kind of learning how to take a test. Um, So kudos to what you're doing. You know, anybody listening to this, if you're, if you're with these STEM companies, please go, you know, go to your HR department, go to your ownership, go to your manager and ask the question, Hey, listen to this interview I did. How can we get involved? That's why we're doing this show. It's why we're investing to produce this show. I so firmly believe in this. I've gone to my school board and have challenged them to get more involved with, um, with the vocational aspect of, of uh, the campuses that are in the community. Um, you know, you talk about welding. I mean, what just a fantastic career um, that can transcend from body work to bridges to construction. And, and it doesn't, it's not just a guy's thing. You know, the, 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 the girls can do it too. And that's great. Yep. So um, on that note, do you need, ever need wood at all? Because we have like tons of pallets that oh, know, interesting. kind of like grow um, I might have to get back to you offline on that one. We're doing a woodworking summer camp coming up um, and very possible. Um, I'll I'll circle back around to you on that one. Cool. Yep. We recycle them now, uh, but uh, I'd rather upcycle them uh, and see the kids make something with them. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, awesome. How can can our audience uh, support the Lancaster Science Factory? Uh, So, like I said, tons of volunteer opportunities. Um, and you know, like I said, we're, you know, we're always in need of funding. You can always donate, um, to the science factory. Last year was super tough as as you can imagine. Um, so typically we're about 50, 50, what we call earned income, unearned income. And that's essentially paid programs versus, um, donated dollars. Uh, last year, you know, we were closed for a third of the year, uh, we had extremely limited attendance throughout the year, so we really, really had to ramp up all of our fundraising. Uh, thankfully, we have a lot of support and passionate donors in the community, but there's also a lot of people out there that don't realize that the Science Factory even is a nonprofit or, or what we do uh, in the community. We're actually going to be expanding outreach soon. Uh, so very soon, actually now even, um, we are able to go out for free and uh, put on hands-on educational STEM programs at youth-serving nonprofits and uh, all schools in the school district of Lancaster. Um, so if you you know work for a youth-serving nonprofit in Lancaster County, we can come out and do free programs. Uh, and that's exactly what your donations help support, make possible um, if people want to have a conversation about funding a specific program, uh, please reach out to me directly. And like I said, um, we're fundraising for some new exhibits, uh, the outdoor courtyard coming up next year, um, and a couple other exhibits. So again, please feel free to reach out to me directly. Well, wonderful. Thanks for sharing all of that. We're going to start off, uh, our little call to action of donating. Mm -hmm. We're going to donate $125 as well. 
to the science awesome. factory. Thank you, guys. Um, so we'll get that started. Hopefully that can go towards putting on a class. Uh, we know it's not a lot each time, but we do this consistently each week. Again, our commitment to giving back to our community that supports our business. It's the least that we can do. So I hope awesome. that uh, pushes something forward there for you. So Awesome. Thank you, guys. Rob, Rob Penny, we're going to have you back on to wrap up the show. I want you to think about um, the biggest failing that education has for kids and where, where your organizations step in to help. All right. So we're going to get through some other little community events that we can connect people to. And we'll, we'll bring you back. All right. Um, so if you've got a worthwhile cause that can uh, make excellent uses of the members of the Lancaster community volunteering their time, that's what our Lancaster Connects community is all about. Whether you have a good cause that needs volunteers or you want to donate your time to help out in the community, we want to hear from you. If you'd like to volunteer your time, enter our free giveaway at LancasterConnects.com and check the box that confirming that you'd like to volunteer. Uh, you can imagine the difference we could make to the Lancaster community if we each gave, gave one hour of time in a week. So if you have a good cause that you can use some volunteers that we can promote for you on our show, please get in touch via the contact form at LancasterConnects.com. And of course, this show is available as a podcast. Find it in the links at LancasterConnects.com, or you can search it on your favorite podcast platform. And please don't forget to like and share the video. Leave a comment, tell a friend about this show, and you'll help grow it and make it more impactful to our community because that's what this show is all about. Some uh, local volunteer opportunities here. Of course, we just talked to Rob uh, from the Lancaster Science Factory. They're always in need of volunteers, all ages. Um, as a nonprofit, their success relies on the community's help. If you'd like to work with children to develop curiosity, think creatively, and build confidence, visit LancasterScienceFactory.org slash volunteer. MS Society, uh, my family did our walk a couple weeks back. Uh, the MS Society in Lancaster, May 15th. There's our family with our two rescue dogs, the boys playing afterwards. You know, just to show you, kids are kids at heart. My 17-year-old there was like loving the playground. You, who would think it? But uh, you can go to NationalMSSociety.org for specific links. And you can, of course, check the show notes at LancasterConnects.com. Memorial Day is coming up. Uh, they've started Memorial Day preparations at Stevens Greenland Cemetery. There's an effort to honor those who have been forgotten uh, and who've served our country in the ultimate way. Um, Stevens Greenland Cemetery uh, needs your help. There's several ways to participate. Uh, you can volunteer to help with their cleanup uh, Saturday mornings between now and Memorial Day. Uh, so a couple left there. Uh, you can donate uh, for repairs uh, for their ongoing maintenance at the cemetery. And of course, you can attend on Memorial Day to honor those who've served our country. Uh, email drive at co.lancaster.pa uh, for anyone interested in volunteering. Uh, you can also drop by the cemetery on Saturday mornings and volunteer. Uh, just stop by uh, their stand. Uh, or if you want to volunteer again, the email address is drive at co.lancaster.pa.us. And again, the uh, information is always available in our show notes on the website at lancasterconnects.com. And uh, thanks again to Benton Weber, who, who supplied our uh, history nugget. Um, he supplied this information about the cemetery to us. Seems like Benton is a man about the Lancaster community, enjoying the history, bringing the history forth and current things. So Benton, kudos to you. 
appreciate you. Um, I, we'd love to make a connection in person with you someday. We'll get that done. All right. Uh, we've talked about Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. So we told you about the car, truck, bike, and show and run. It's the first ever fundraiser for Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. It's on Saturday, May 15th, 8 o'clock onwards at the Reinholds Fire Company. Uh, there's a very strong community aspect to this fundraiser. Uh, Jen Cahill is actually a disabled veteran with terminal cancer who discovered that she didn't have insurance to cover her future burial. Average cost of a funeral runs ten to $16,000. Uh, now that Jen has solved this for herself, she's launched this charity to help other veterans with terminal cancer cover these expenses uh, for their burials, saving their families uh, the heartache and the trouble. Uh, they're hoping to raise $15,000 with the fundraiser event, the cost of a funeral. Uh, there'll, of course, be food trucks, raffles, classic cars, trucks and bikes, um, auctions. There'll be live music from three bands, uh, or Easily Amused, Buckskin Whiskey, Dirt Road Redemption, and DJ music as well. Uh, craft Fair is also happening. 8 to 1.30 uh, begins the uh, Craft Fair. The car show begins at 10 o'clock. It's $10 for admission. Kids under 12 are free. And again, that's at Reinhold's Fire Company, 138 West Main Street in Reinhold's. Facebook.com forward slash Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. There's a couple other ways that you might be able to help. The charity is new. Okay. So they need someone with social media marketing experience to volunteer their time to help the charity. Uh, I'm sure that would go a long way for them. Uh, they would also like help from someone with fundraising experience. And finally, Jen's husband, Michael, is spearheading the nonprofit. He's new to the world of charity, nonprofits, and fundraising. So maybe if you're a CPA and you've been down this road and you've got some time, you could reach out and connect with them uh, to help with that effort. This is the classic, this is the story brought to life of when we talk about you donating that hour of time. So many people you know, spearhead these things. They create a charity. They create a mission and a cause. It's time. Time to execute is almost as important as the money um, because all the money in the world doesn't execute the mission of the charity. So if you're that person that can do social media marketing, that can help with fundraising or could help with um, you know, setting up the structure, uh, connect with Mike, um, even if it's just to offer some encouragement and support. I mean, obviously, this is a rough time uh, for him, for his wife. Um, you can reach out to them, 717-371-3035, between 12 and 6 daily. And you can email executdirectortjcc at gmail.com. Again, executdirectortjcc at gmail.com. All these links, all this information will be in the show notes that we send out and on the podcast episode. I'm glad we're able to share stories and opportunities like that. Yeah, yes, for sure. I wish we didn't, but I'm glad we are. Uh, yep. Last, uh, last but not least, uh, Leeds, Lancaster's Economic Action for Downtown Success. They'll be having their next bank basket hanging in downtown Lancaster on Saturday, May 15th. Uh, they are looking for volunteers. Starts at 8.30 on Saturday morning uh, until about 11 a.m. or noon. Uh, donuts and coffee will be available for the volunteers. You can get more information, info at LancasterLeads.org or go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lancaster Leads. And uh, once again, if you have a good cause that we can promote or you need people to volunteer their time, we'll put that word out for you on our show. 
Uh, please get in touch with, with us via the contact form at LancasterConnects.com. Uh, this show is, of course, available as a podcast. Um, find the links at LancasterConnects.com. And don't forget, help us out. Please like and share this video. Subscribe on whatever channel you're listening this uh, to on this podcast. Uh, leave a comment. Tell a friend about the show. And we'd love to uh, be able to show up right there on your phone when the episodes hit every week. So thanks for uh, sharing because sharing is caring. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so we got a pet of the week. Kermit the frog. We do. Kermit the dog. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had a frog? Oh, like Kermit. See, so, so our, our production team is great. <laughs> They've really uh, taken over a lot of this show because our business is very busy uh, helping people wake up happy. Uh, again, the month of May is a great time to buy a mattress. It's actually better sleep month. Uh, every day, though, for us is sleep better here at Gardeners, right? Because we wrote the book. We'll send you the book for free. Go to our website. We'll mail it to you. Um, so actually, this is the first time that I've seen Kermit. I love the PD dogs. Uh, so from the little rascals, the little yeah, eye patch yeah. PD dogs, yep. they're, they're just awesome. I mean, like I love my dogs, but, <clears throat> you know, PD dog. And he's got the little nose thing. Looks like a little heart. I love it. <laughs> anyway, Kermit is a four-year-old boy. Uh, pit bull terrier mix. He wants nothing more than an energetic family to walk, play, and snuggle. Uh, he loves his treats and he is very food motivated, which makes training easy for this smart fella. He can play a little rough, but responds well to a strong and experienced leader. A larger calm doggy sibling that is tolerant of Kermit's energy and playfulness would be a good fit, but Kermit would also be happy to be the one and only. Uh, he's not sure about cats, but can be tested if the need arises. Both you know, he is an energetic boy, so a home uh, with children over the age of 12 would be the best fit for him. Uh, and you can learn more about Kermit at pitieslovepeace.com. You know, I feel when we highlight these dogs, you know, we're highlighting the problem children of rescue mm -hmm. dogs. Well, I mean, we wouldn't be able to highlight the ones that are super easy. Right. Because they just, they get adopted like that. You know, I, I brought the idea of having a pit bull into our home years ago. It's now six years, I guess. Yeah, well, Six and a half. <clears throat> and uh, my wife was very apprehensive about it. And, you know, when we say things like, you know, the, the team at Pities Love Peace say needs a strong leader and experienced. If you don't have that experience, they will help you with that. Okay. Um, if you don't know what it means to be a strong leader with a pet in your uh, home, they will help you understand what that is. And really it means like having rules. Okay. Right. So, you know, you eat dinner at the dinner table. You don't sit down on the sofa and leave your plates laying around on the coffee table. Um, it means you may not give food scraps. And as much as that might tug at your heartstrings to do so, feed them their kibble, right? It's simple things consistently. And that's the thing about dog ownership. If you're consistent, uh, pets, especially dogs, love uh to do things for a reward. They will follow rules. You just need to be that leader with those rules. So Kermit looks like a very cool pup. Um, I know the Pities Love Peace team. Uh, one of the, the ladies there, Jackie, went to high school with her. They're, they're great folks, and they're very interested mm -hmm. in seeing you succeed with the adoption. So maybe you can give Kermit a chance or you know somebody who can. All right? We've got some gift card winners. Our restaurant gift cards, uh, $25 gift cards. We give away two each week. You can enter that contest at LancasterConnects.com. Uh, the 
This episode's winners are Brad Peterson and Grace Painter. Uh, congrats to Brad and Grace. They went to LancasterConnects.com, filled out the contest entry form. And we've also got pictured uh, our previous winner, uh, Deborah Dobert. There she is picking up her gift card after winning from episode seven uh, contest. So we really do hand them out. We do hand them out. These are real people, folks. You can be a, a real winner too. All right. So all you need to do to be a real winner is uh, enter for your chance to win one of two restaurant gift cards. And how are you going to do that? You're going to go to LancasterConnects.com. If you haven't figured it out, LancasterConnects.com is the hub for everything that happens here at the show. Getting uh, subscribed, having our weekly emails, having the show sent to you, alert in your favorite podcast platform. You get all the goodness that Ben and Jeff throw down and all the goodness in our community that we can bring out and highlight. It all comes to you. So guess as we wrap up, I gave you a little teaser to think about uh, our education system here for kids in Lancaster. Um, so we'll let Penny go first, uh, since we kind of last left off Penny a little bit ago. So what's the top priority to fix that? What can we do? I'm not going to be able to give you a solution. If I knew that, I would be in a much higher pay grade. Um, <coughs> But I will tell you that one of the things that we've done at the library that we've seen a big need for is basic life skills that kids don't learn in school anymore. So we do sewing, we do gardening, things like that, um, cooking classes, and they really enjoy that. And I feel like, you know, that teachers, teachers have an awful lot to uh, get to these kids. And sometimes that stuff gets kind of by the wayside. So we have been trying really hard to make sure that kids have the life skills they need um, when they go out into the world so they at least know how to cook themselves dinner and things like that. So that is one thing that I see that's, I don't know how they could stick it into a school day, which is why we've right. taken on some of that. Yeah, very interesting. It's funny you bring, you bring up cooking and life skills. I remember my home economics class in seventh grade, Mrs. Ricker gave me a failing, well, she gave me a failing grade because I left soap in the sink. <laughs> and she was a taskmaster for leaving a clean kitchen. And I got a failing grade on the assignment because I left soap in the sink. And now it like sticks with me all the time. You'll never leave soap in the sink again? The, the sink is clean. There's no little food scraps. There's no <laughs> ring around the bowl. It's clean. Lesson learned. Rob. <laughs> Yes, lesson learned. Rob, any lessons from you or any, any insights from you? I mean, you, you see how these kids respond. Yeah, I, I mean, this is another two-hour con, uh, two conversation to talk about fixing kids' education. Uh, but I, I think one thing that we do well and one thing that's really helpful is integrating different topics. Uh, so math itself can be really scary and intimidating to kids. Uh, but when you are sort of sneaking that in, to a project, um, I feel like kids kind of realize like, oh, wait, there's a real world application to this. So when we're doing 3D printing classes, uh, you know, kids are so excited to do 3D printing and make their little figurine or pencil topper or whatever it is that they're doing, you know, but they're having to calculate dimensions and volume. And it's just inherent in the learning. Uh, you know, when I took wood shop in high school and I wanted to build a skateboard ramp, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, geometry is going to be helpful for this. I do need to figure out, you know, a, a radius or, you know, how that, you know, impacts the transition on something like that. 
Um, you know, we always deal with STEM versus STEAM. So, you know, do you put the A in there for art? Uh, and again, we always find that, you know, that's sort of inherent in there. Uh, you know, if you're, again, like taking a, a woodworking class here, you know, there's artistry involved in that. We have a video game design summer camp. And yes, there's a lot of tech in there. Um, but there's also a lot of creativity and, and artwork and inspiring that in kids. And, and, and I think, um, like I said, in, integrating different topics and not siloing everything like, oh, no, this is where science ends and this is where math begins. Like it, it all really works together. So integrated project based learning, uh, I think is just a great way to, you know, I mean, that's how life is that, you know, my job, I'm using a million different topics from school all together all at once. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you, when, you, when you added the A in there, where my mind went with it, uh, as you defined, art, uh, and it's mm. funny, our production team typed this in note. It's, it's our production team and our, we're now mind melding, which is scary because it's transatlantic. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. and, and here in the States too, because one of them's in England, one of them's in North Carolina. The wonders of virtual work, right? But when you added art in there, you know, to me, the equation is STEM equals A. STEM equals art. Because the product, whatever it is, it, yeah. you know, can be beautiful. It is the creation process, which is, I've, I've said to Ben, the thing I love to do is create. Now, I, I call on a mattress store, but we create a lot of fun things and we do a lot of neat things that an average <clears throat> small business maybe doesn't do. Um, I'm going to leave it with that because I think, it, I mean, not, yeah. the, not I, I think together as a conversation, that's where we arrived. I mean, it, it really can be beautiful and we can help. Our local children, our children are our society's really, truly greatest treasure because they're going to be the folks that take care of us when we all get older. So we want them to be successful. We want them to be happy. We want them to carry on a legacy. And if we're not uh, invested in them, we're not really going to go anywhere. So, yeah, STEM equals art. I love it. I really like the thought there. Rob, appreciate what you're doing. Uh, Penny, really appreciate what you're doing. Thanks for sharing your embarrassing story. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't mine. It was your Rob, embarrassing Rob. story. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Frightening for you. Embarrassing yeah. for me. Rob, I'll make sure that Ben gets you a song, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, thanks so much for, for hanging in here with us. We appreciate it. Great episode. Have a great rest Thank of the Thank you, week. guys. Take care. Thanks. Super Cereal.